You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Chim chimney, chim chimney, because he's a chimney sweeper. Chim chimney, 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 He's working in a Taco Bell. I have chimichangas. That's on gonna the be the, the new Mary Poppins, where <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's character works in a Taco <laughs> Bell. Multi-ethnic yeah. Mary Poppins. It, it, it will be. It'll be like Hamlet too. Mm-hmm. We we'll get a bunch of <laughs> bunch of minority high school students and then get raped in the face. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. It was a line from the movie, Jeff. Yeah. I, I have to go back and rewatch. Have you not? Have you not seen it in a while? I've seen it, but yeah, it's been a minute. Oh, well, literally, he literally saw it a minute ago. I literally, literally shit a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies, like a shit covered hammer. (laughs) Can't believe. Uh, And then sometimes they're actually pretty decent movies um, or fantastic films that we've just decided that we want to talk about. Uh, Whatever the case may be, we will watch those and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners yeah, and viewers who happen oh. to uh, be tuning in on the Periscope this app right now. week two of Periscope, so you can watch the Editing Bay live. You can uh, see Jeff's ass crack <laughs> as week we record. two, and sometimes it's too weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh. Double entendre. Uh, all right, so this time around mm. uh, was your pick. It was. Finally, we've gotten back around to, yeah. to uh, an actual pick of yours. Nobody died. Yeah. So well, uh, we that, have to watch my movie. That we know of. <laughs> oh, wait, just this just in. <laughs> Actually, who was? There was a death. Chris Pratt, dead. <laughs> oh, no, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. How heartbreaking I feel like I just like shattered your reality. You did. Like, j- just the mere thought of that happening. Yeah. Who I, I thought about this too, and it's a very selfish thought, but as they started shooting the new Star Wars movie, which we should be getting another trailer here soon, uh-huh. and editing bay listeners, when that happens, when that uh, final Force Awakens trailer plops, uh, well, you, you can be sure that uh, we'll the have episode an three. <laughs> no, no, our episode three. That's we got right. to round out Dude, of the, the bad Star Wars film. That's right. So we can we can cleanse that palette and uh, start again with and, a new. And hope we don't get another bad one. But when uh, people yeah, lost now, their damn wood. minds, man. Did we talk about Force Friday uh, on the uh, last one? I was actually. Ooh, no, we didn't. Um, well, did we? I, I was know. actually at ILM on uh, Force Friday. Oh, were you? That's where that, that Yoda statue, that water oh, fountain was in the front of. That's yeah. really cool. Some friends Did they have anything going on there? Uh, no, because we uh, we got there at 7, 10 p.m., uh-huh. and uh, tours ended at 7. Oh, <laughs> and, of course, God. it was on a Friday. Uh, we just went there for the photo did, did op, you t- were, Did you do the whole, like, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? You guys have heard of the Editing Bay podcast. I should have done that. I looked the part, right? I yeah. got the glasses on. I look, look like I work there. You look like, oh you look like George Lucas's like younger brother. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm, I'm Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeff Lucas. <laughs> little known younger brother. I'm Josh Lucas. <laughs> yes, from such memorable films as Poseidon. Yeah, and uh, the, what was the TV show? Uh, I don't know. Oh wait, was what? he in a TV show too? Wasn't he in uh, the James Vanderbeek? Uh, yeah, he was. Josh Jackson. No, Joshua Josh Jackson, Lucas. not Josh Lucas. Oh, he's the tall, skinny guy from Brick, isn't he? And uh, Inception. <laughs> no. Am I all over the place? You're Let's all just start over. over the map. This, this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're movies starring people that Joel just makes up with what? his imagination. Apparently. <laughs> 
Josh Lucas. <laughs> yes. Josh Lucas was in uh he was in Poseidon. That's the only thing that's coming to mind right now. <laughs> Name a movie that people have seen. Uh I don't know. He he does like I know there's like eight million movies that people are screaming right oh, now. Oh, that dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that dude. He isn't any of the people I was thinking of. <laughs> no. That guy. But his last name's Lucas. Oh, he was in uh, the Nicolas Cage Poseidon. movie. He was no, in he was in the Nicolas Cage movie we did, uh, Stolen. He Remember, wasn't stolen. He played the bad guy. That's right. Who uh, kidnapped l- little girls, oh my teenage gosh. girls, and put them in his trunk. Yeah, that's right. I, you know, and how could we forget that piece of art? <laughs> mm. Art. Um. Yeah, no, he was not in the movie that we watched for this week, no. which is Varsity Blues. Yeah, man, it's football season. It's fall. Ooh, Joe, look, you see what I'm drinking here? Can yeah, you a, smell it? A Starbucks. Is it wafting over it your way? It smells like football. It's a pumpkin spice latte because it's fall season, and I'm totally that dude. But we just discussed that it's not really fall yet. Mm. No, but it's after Labor Day. That's fall, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Joel, it's when the pool closes. <laughs> Inside joke here on the editing bay. If you were watching on Periscope, you caught that, yeah. and and you caught Jeff's password for his for his Wi-Fi. Oh, that's true. Yeah, drive on by his house and uh, <laughs> download all the porn you want. Yeah, speaking of porn, were we speaking? Of we porn? were. We were we speaking, of were porn. speaking of porn before we turned on the Periscope app. We were sitting there outside. We were thinking about like, what can we do to make money? <laughs> and we we're like, we should we should make porn. Yeah. <laughs> we should totally become porn producers. We have everything that it takes except for attractive people. Yeah. So as long as soon as we get that. Then we're set. It was so funny because Jeff's like, I was like, we should make porn. And Jeff's like, not starring any of us. <laughs> uh, but we've already got like a title and it, it would be perfect. Which for, one? Mine? For society. Scott Pilgrim fucks the world. Oh, I t- man, that would be a great porn. Yes. I'm sure somebody's already made it. But you know what? If they haven't, I said budget. it here first. That's right. And I own that now. July. No, what month are we in? September... 14th? Yeah. The date that will live in infamy. <laughs> As the day that we came up with a title for <laughs> a porno- Pilgrim. pornographic film. Fucks the world. Um, so, b- porn, uh, <laughs> not exactly... You got a segue coming here? Not exactly the highest quality or uh, or a, a film uh, genre with the most integrity, mm. but I think I probably would have rather been stuck in a room watching horrible porn mm. than watching Varsity Blues. Oh, wow. That bad, mm. huh? Yeah, oh, I, come on. I'm this is a... This so is bored. a classic football film from the 1990s. Yeah, 1999. Yeah. How about that? Just mm. on this side. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you for having the opinion to do. It is 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 fairly well split down the middle. Audiences love it. If you check out Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see this movie has a 77% uh, thumbs up or fresh rating wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's that's amazing to me. Uh, no, not really. Well, when you think about the demo that this movie is it's playing It's not even to. a crowd pleaser kind of movie. It kind of is. It kind of isn't. It it is it is so cliche of a proud uh, a cloud crowd, cloud praiser. It's a cloud praiser. <laughs> um, especially like like at the end, it totally has the Rudy ending with Billy Bob playing really? the part of Rudy. Really, <laughs> we've no. traded out a short Irish kid like for at, an obese. At least in the movie hick. Rudy, you spent an hour and a half developing a character and trying to make the audience care about them. We've used this phrase a bunch of times talking about movies in the past, mm-hmm. that this is a movie about the worst people alive, oh. just the worst people in existence. Uh, and that's the case here. You think Varsity so? Blues. These are all horrible people. I, Johnny Moxon is a horrible person. 
He's a terrible person. In what? Although his he, buddy, his buddy Lance Harbor gets okay. fucking injured, <laughs> and the day Paul Walker. Lance gets injured, yeah, Paul, the late Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. The day Lance gets injured that evening. That evening, his girlfriend, played by Allie Larder, mm-hmm. Darcy, yeah. is like getting a ride home yeah, with Moxon, who's the James Vanderbeek character. Mm-hmm. And she's already like taking off her clothes, mm. and she's like, "Huh? Are you? It's it's like I'm wearing a bathing suit. It's really no big deal. You're really not looking, are you? You're sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to be a good guy, Johnny Moxon." Uh-huh. Then she like invites him over. She doesn't even invite. She says like, "So when are you coming over tonight? Right. What time are you gonna come on by?" And he's she like, "Go get her." What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. No wait. He said, "What are you talking about?" There you go. Uh, and she like. Has him come over. He knows exactly what. Oh yeah. What's going down? He knows what's that up. That this visit is for sex. Yep. And he even goes to like the 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 grocery store or the the gas station mm-hmm. with his buddy, and grabs condoms. Mm-hmm. His little brother grabs condoms. He knows, and he's got the the, the premeditated. Intent, premeditated. He's going to go fuck his friend's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like they have not even broken up yet. No. He the guy he, is lying in pain on painkillers probably uh-huh. just and his buddy Johnny Mox mm-hmm. is going to go fuck his girlfriend. But you know what, Joe? He doesn't. So what? He has a change of heart. So, no, Isn't no, no, that no. all that matters? No, it's he not all that matters. He didn't go through with it. He shouldn't have even gone. That that is true. And yet he still had the uh, the fortitude to uh, to pull back when he when he realized it felt dirty, felt wrong. Although Looking at Allie Larder, you have this horrible face. Like, yeah. I'm, uh, you're right. It's hard to defend. But I'm saying he's not completely horrible. A horrible person would have actually gone through with the act. Uh-huh. Licked up that whipped cream. Yeah. Which was actually shaving cream that they used. Jeff, Joel would fuck one of our girlfriends. I didn't say that. If we were injured in the I'm hospital. saying I would buy condoms, come over, almost fuck her, <laughs> and then have a change of heart. That doesn't make it better. I still get to be a good guy, right? No, I wouldn't. Do no, any of and those they totally things. have this weird, insincere moment sitting on the couch while she's wearing. She's still a whip got the whipped cream, bikini. nothing else. And she's, he's like, puts a, a, a jacket over her or a towel, yeah. and they sit there and have this like heart to heart moment. And I can't even take it seriously. <laughs> I'm like, what, what the fuck is happening? Well, there's here? a moment where he kind of goes in for a hug, and he comes back with a little whipped cream nipple uh-huh. on top of his shirt. Yeah, didn't think that through. Uh uh-uh. uh No, yeah, you're right. Hard to defend that guy. Um, hard to defend anybody. These are all horrible people. He's the hero of this movie uh-huh. too, <laughs> and he's so uh, charisma free as <laughs> as as we like to put it here on the podcast. Yeah, uh, there's there's nothing there's nothing that stands out. There's nothing dynamic. There's nothing significant about this person that we're supposed to go yeah. on this journey with. He's a goody two shoes, but he's not. He was going to go fuck his friend's <laughs> girlfriend. He's not a goody two shoes. I know. He's a blank slate. That's the problem. Yeah. James Vanderbeek is a blank slate throughout this entire film. Well, and they try so hard. Two and we and we've complained about this. Where like a movie should sh- should show you mm-hmm. as well as tell you like the motivations of the character. And we've got like while he's sitting there on the bench, he's got the playbook and he's reading Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. But like we don't apply that to anything else in the movie. No, it's just just, it's just supposed to. Sh- Man, I'm so, having trouble talking today. Yeah, I know. Just supposed to show that uh, he's smarter than the average football player, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't want football. He doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his father's life. He, I don't want your life. <laughs> Can we talk about the accents in this movie? Who everybody's everybody's accents. Some maybe, of them are maybe real. Maybe not Billy Bob. I think some of the, them are real. The guy who played Billy Bob, but everything, everyone else's accents, they they were horrible. It's very stereotypical. They, John it, Voight it, playing the football coach. It was like it was like a high school production of Our Town. <laughs> even though Our Town doesn't even take place in the South, but people always try to affect an accent when mm-hmm. they're doing Our Town, mm-hmm. and it's always the wrong one. Yep. And so it was all these people doing bad dinner theater. 
Southern accents. Amy Smart, James Vanderbeek, Allie Larder. Uh, what, what's his name? John Scott Kahn. John Voight. Oh, my God. Is Scott Kahn doing it? I guess he is kind of doing an accent. Yeah. They're all playing like super hyper-realized caricatures of, of people that you kind of knew in high school, uh-huh. but had a little more depth than these people do. You know, it, it feels, this movie feels like while you're watching it, it feels like it's something that somebody who maybe played football mm. in high school, uh, who's over-glorifying what his, what his childhood was like, yeah. or what he really wished would happen mm-hmm. when he was a kid. And it it feels like you're stuck in the shoe store listening to Al Bundy tell one of his, his glory stories from football, <laughs> right. his football yeah. days. There's nothing interesting that's going on in this movie, not for me. Well, no surprise there, Joe, because the first frames of this film uh, should have been your first red flag, which <laughs> is, you know where I'm going? We do this all the time. It's been a while since we've had an MTV Productions film, but that's what greets you when you pop open yeah. the, uh, the DVD player or Netflix, as this week's movie was on. Yeah, uh, That's never a good sign. I don't know that there's been a good... MTV production yeah. film? Dead Man on Campus? Oh, You know, and I... That one was fantastic. I think you brought that up last time I made that same comment. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, Dead Man on Campus was really good. Who's in that? Uh, that was... Uh, what's his name? The guy who played... It was in Saved by the Bell, played Zach Morris. Uh, oh. And... Uh, he could have been in Varsity Blues. Yeah, he totally Nondescript 90s white boy. Uh, God, what was his, the other guy's name? The dude that was in American Werewolf in Paris. Uh, oh. Tom Everett Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, Lachlan Monroe... Played this guy named Cliff. Uh, Clavin? <laughs> no, Clavin. But uh, there's there's uh, there were a few people in that movie, and I thought it was really good. It's hmm. really, really funny. But All that's right. the... Uh, no, I think you you are very close to... Like, MTV Films has yeah. put out very little. Exception that proves the rule. There was a movie that we watched that had the MTV logo beforehand. Uh, this is I what I'm saying. I can't remember what it was, though. And it didn't end up being too bad. Was it Hansel and Gretel? Maybe it was. Maybe it was Hansel and wow. Gretel. Was it? Yeah. I feel we'll, have like to, we'll have to get Jeff on the case. There. Yep. We'll 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 put it in the show notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, we I'm do not, that. I'm not even looking at the Periscope app. Maybe somebody's talking back to us about oh. it. Oh, <laughs> that defeats the whole purpose. Um, Watch us, but we'll ignore you. <laughs> it's well, the editing I, I had to look at, I had to, On the Next Wave Radio Network, my name's Joe. <laughs> I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> uh, all right, so... What, so you obviously like this movie a lot more than I did. Uh, yeah, I think I did. Um, I, Ow. as horrible as these people are, they're not horrible to the extent that what was that that fighting movie that we saw? With Never backed out. Jaiman Huntsu, not yeah, where uh-huh. it was just uh, just raw emotion and everybody just did what they felt like doing, yeah. um, t- with no consequences uh-huh. and everyone's de- uh, uh, de- 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 deity deitized. Deitized? There's a word yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're sure. made up to be a deity. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it was, it was Hansel and Gretel. Which it was one? Hansel and Gretel. What do yeah. you know? Wow. All right. Well, uh, So there's two. <laughs> there's, there's two. Way to go, MTV Films. I stand corrected. Um, but I, I, I remember seeing <laughs> this when it, Their entire portfolio is fantastic. <laughs> I remember seeing this movie when it came out, 1999. Uh, of course, not too far removed from high school at that point. And I didn't play football, obviously. Look at me. But uh, I was told bannered. But um, it, it kind of takes you back to the... And I got to admit, I'm calling these guys cliches and stereotypes, but they're stereotypes for a reason, because we all knew people like this, or at least I, I, I certainly knew a lot of people. Um, there was the, uh, the, one, the one heavy guy playing... I'm being kind. Billy Bob. Heavy. That guy is morbidly obese. Not anymore. Yeah, did he lose yeah, a bunch of weight for it? He's super small now, but... Good he, for him, he, What was funny is that he played uh, 
uh, Billy Ray. What was it? Wait, what was no, it? No, it was it, yeah, it was Billy Bob in he this played movie. Billy Bob in this movie, and then they did not another teen movie yeah. like a couple years after this. And it was like, and he played a character named Reggie Ray. Reggie Ray, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> basically the exact same character, <laughs> even doing some of the same scenes, right? That he does in this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like they did this whole countdown timer to like how many concussions he had left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not another teen movie, guys. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, spoof films, uh, especially when you throw, like, what you're spoofing in the title of the movie. Like, scary, scary movie. Scary movie. Like, those, like, in fact, the, the first scary movie was that actually pretty decent. not bad, too. But then it eventually got bad. And then you've got, like, the, uh, you know, a Roman fighter movie or 300. It, they started really, like, the, the spoofs were really bad. Uh, but not another teen movie's fucking fantastic yeah I've it's, a, it's a really have you not seen it I haven't seen it yet oh sir yeah especially like right after seeing this yeah you should rush right home I and want go to see not another because Billy Bob was like my favorite character here no what? what you don't think Billy Bob was your favorite character this I think movie? to to say that someone in this movie is my favorite character <laughs> is to put it on the same level as me saying like you know uh cancer is my favorite lethal disease mm. like I, there's no, there's no good one, but like, a cancer is my favorite. No, no, I don't, I don't have a favorite character in this movie. No, but I, he's. I didn't enjoy jo- uh, Joel. I don't think I can express this enough. <laughs> I did not I enjoy watching this. Yeah, I was bored. In fact, like several times, I've got like, I've got notes that are like bored. So bored. Yeah. So incredibly bored. Like James Vanderbeek sitting drinking beers in front of a convenience yeah. store. And then like the next shot, cue the collective soul. And he's oh, throwing rocks at Amy. I've got a long way <laughs> to run. I heard that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I haven't heard this song since 1999. I know. It takes you back. It's a time no, capsule. No, it's not. For a better time. Sometimes those are just horrible mem- remembrances. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy Billy Bob um, because, hey, fat guy is fat in this movie. Like the and, first and time John, we're introduced and to John him. And John Voight like, punishes him for being, it's like, you're, you're fat ass, you're yep. so fat. Simpler time. And you know, it, it, and then there's, then there's Wendell Brown, and he's like, you're black, you're so black. <laughs> and then, oh, and you, you man, like- Man, coach is racist, You man. like Billy Ray. That's, what, what was his name? Billy Bob. Billy Bob. I'm never going to get <laughs> his name right. Not that far I'm not going to get his name right. Uh, yeah, he threw out the, uh, the the same word from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Station? At the very beginning of the movie <laughs> when they're in the locker room, and he throws out the uh, the, the, the F, F word. The F word. Yeah. Throws yeah. it out. And I'm, he's your favorite character. I'm Says a lot just about saying, you. When we were high school kids, it was like we you test the boundaries. Because growing up, all you've been told is, no, no, don't do this. You can't say this. Look both ways before crossing the street. And then when you get a little independence, you get your own driver's license. You become a bigot. That's when you start. <laughs> Some, hey, everybody takes their own path, Joe. I cannot judge. No, but I'm just saying. Sure we can. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> yeah, we're judging everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's just kids having fun. Their hearts were in the right okay. places. Everybody, right. I mean, everybody lived, what they said coexisted. about Columbine. Oh, and I don't think they did say that about <laughs> they Columbine. Didn't. I don't I don't they they didn't. No one said that about Columbine. But I never saw the Michael Moore film, so maybe, yeah, maybe he did. It, it wasn't as funny as this. No, <laughs> there were no there were no whipped cream bikinis in the Michael Moore film. So yeah, so Billy Bob, the first time we're introduced to though. him, what? No, it's called, oh, it was called it's Got it. Sorry, took me a while. I got there. Um, Just imagining the Big Lebowski soundtrack as it opens up. <laughs> la 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 la. 
La 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 la. Oh, wow, that is dark. Yeah. That is some dark shit. I guess I went there. Um, so oh. the first time we introduced <laughs> Billy Bob, uh-huh. uh huh. He's he's dipping. Don't break my heart. He's singing Mom, that. No, no, it's not playing. Yeah, he's he's it, dipping toast in. It looks a, like no, it's a pancake. A pancake in a peanut butter just jar. Jar jar is that he's open got in his cup holder. Mm-hmm. He's swigging syrup. Yes. Hey, he audience, syrup. This guy's fat. That's what I'm saying. It's so. Uh, Surface in its uh, um, not even in parody. Its, in its What's, presentation, it's, it's, it's very... mean spirited. In yes, in a, in a way, like yeah. you could not get away with that nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah. The fat people are the last people that we can make fun of. And I'm not the less vestige. I'm not saying that as a positive thing. I'm just saying. Tool's like I can't make fun of any more people. No, I'm not saying I do. I I, I I was uncomfortable with how they were portraying him. And to be but that, he was actor, your favorite character. Again, compared to everyone else. You know, uh, Allie Larder is the cheating girlfriend uh-huh. who, uh, you know, poor... Actually, Paul Walker comes out <laughs> clean, right? Yeah. He's the only one who... Uh, he, he's the victim in there. He, he yeah. just He's a good football player, maybe doing a little uh, premarital fornicating. Uh, but, you know, yeah. he's the quarterback. He's yeah. the football star. Uh-huh. If uh, Allie Larder walked into your room wearing a whipped cream bikini, you, you, you'd probably... Do, well, not you. I would do the same thing. I will take the onus. I would be like, you need to wash that stuff off right now. You're going to make a mess. That can't be sanitary. I just cleaned. And you, dairy? Really? Yeah. Dairy? It's going to be an infection. That's, that, that's horrible. Take a shower. Get that stuff off of you. But first. <laughs> but but first, make me a real ice cream sundae. <laughs> because I was promised something, and you did not deliver, Ali Larder. False advertising, Ali Larder. Ali Larder should never not be in a cheerleader outfit, though. Oh, my God. It, yes, it makes... Everything more palatable. <laughs> Just seeing her bounce around. Yeah, she's got Sigourney Weaver lips, though. Have yeah, you noticed that she's kind of got Sigourney thin, Weaver mouth. What What is Sigourney Weaver mouth? Like very thin lips. Thin lips. Yeah, she's got very thin lips. Um, I, 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 this, these are the things I paid attention to <laughs> because I was so bored watching this movie. I like, I made the note. I'm like, she, Allie Larder has Sigourney Weaver lips. How do you, What do you feel about Allie Larder? Uh, yeah, I think she's there. You go. She's pretty. That's it. Um, I liked her in Heroes. I didn't even like. I didn't like her in Heroes. Didn't I like can't stand Heroes. Heroes. Did you see the stuff for Heroes Reborn? The, I the, the bringing it back. I've seen the trailer because um, fans were just clamoring. <laughs> I know. Couldn't wait. Finally, <laughs> cross like, that off your list. This is like it's the equivalent of like in in 1997. Like if suddenly we got ads like Barney Miller's coming back. Oh my you god, guys, Barney Miller Reborn. Mark your calendars. <laughs> right. I'm like nobody wanted this. No. Nobody was asking for this. I know. Poor NBC. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to go under. They've got they've got nothing, man. But, but I can't believe you didn't like the first season Except of Heroes. For the voice. Well, actually, I can believe you didn't like it because it was I didn't like it because I, it ripped off from all of your other. Not only did it rip off, mm-hmm. um, and specifically in the first season, you know, they ripped off uh, Brian Michael Bendis with Powers. They ripped off X Men with uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, everybody. But when they were like asked about it, they're like, "No, we don't even read that stuff." Well, uh, all right, assholes. That's your audience. Like, you should be aware of it. You should make yourself, yeah. even if you're not, even if you're not using that as as inspiration or reference, you should become at least a little red. Like, what we're talking about aren't, like, deep-cut comics. Yeah. We're talking about, like, the fucking classics. Everybody like, knows. the essentials, the ones that everybody knows about. And you're like, we made this show about superheroes. We don't know about Days of Future Past. <laughs> I'm going to chalk that up to the lawyers getting in their ears and saying, all right, you can't even acknowledge. You can't even acknowledge that you were inspired by because the next thing you know, we're going to get a lawsuit from Marvel yeah. saying that, you know, we, you... Yeah, that yeah. seems like a lawyerly move. Mm-hmm. So I can't blame Tim Kring. 
Tim Kring? That's Tim Kring. That's his name. No, that's the guy that lived in the belly in, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Kring. Tonight I dine on turtle soup. Oh, my God. I was playing that over the weekend, too. Yeah, you were playing that? God, I love that game. We're going to we're gonna have a little party again. Yeah. We're going to do that A again. pants party? Mm-hmm. <laughs> party in the pants. She poops at parties? <laughs> all right. We're all way over the map, guys. Dirk Nowitzki. He's the best. <laughs> Dallas Mavericks all the champs. Again, if you were watching Periscope, you'd get all these inside jokes. <laughs> that's right. Download it, peeps. So let's talk more about this horrible film. Yeah, we might as well. I'm, I'm having trouble defending it as we're going through. Yeah, yeah. Let me just give a quick summary because there's not much of a story. Because we haven't done that yet. No, we really are. Like an hour into this. Football, small town, Texas. Uh-huh. Where, where is Beeville. it? Let's call it Beeville. It might as no, well it's be It's uh, Canon, New Canon. That's what it was. Or New Canaan. New Ca- yeah, something sure, like that. Sure, Let's go with that. Uh, I just remembered, like, I saw it on Scott Kahn's shirt, and at first I thought it said Kahn. Oh, they I'm named like, it after him. Really? They named it after Scott Kahn? <laughs> His father's very influential. <laughs> James Kahn. Um, we, we know. <laughs> we just sorry, had to put that out there, just, just in case. He was, a, he was in this little independent movie called The Godfather. <laughs> Maybe you may, heard of it. May have heard of it. Um, he was also in a movie called The Program. Was he in that movie? He was the coach. James Conn was the coach in The Program. See, I get all of my football, because there were a lot of football movies that came out around this era. We had this. You remember when The Program like came out and mm. people lost their shit because there's that scene with all the yeah. guys laying in the road? I and they like remember. made them take that out? Yeah. How scandalous. Uh yeah, <laughs> I would I would say <laughs> this is gonna sound awful. Um, it's almost one of those things where you you want to show it to as many people as possible to kind of thin the herd a little bit. Like you know, if you're really going to try that, if you're gonna emulate that scene, we're talking about the scene in the program where it was a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, Craig Shefford. Aren't they like laying the legendary they, Craig Shefford? Aren't they naked too? No, they're just they're just they wearing their clothes they're, on. They're wearing their but clothes. They're laying down. But they're just sitting there and like Craig Shefford's like reading a, a magazine or a comic. Yeah, and, like that's their like trust exercise. Is Traffic the is whizzing around them, yeah. and uh, I guess uh, after that movie was released in theaters, some kids tried it on their own. It didn't didn't end too well for them. Yeah. It wasn't as happy an it's, ending. It's called natural selection, ladies. This is and what gentlemen. I'm saying. So uh, I I say <laughs> leave it in and uh, and spread that movie around. It's funny that you say that. Uh, is it? This is only tangentially related. Uh, that Sarah and I last night were talking about peanut allergies and how like back in the day, like if you were allergic to peanuts and stuff, like yeah. and you had peanuts, like you just died. Like yeah. that was that was what happened. Even the dust and it would just, kill you. And it's ki- it kind of like thinned the herd out. And now with like medical advances, people can have like peanut allergies, but now they can take like supplements and stuff. Yeah. And so now that gene, that that peanut allergy gene, is now starting to like yeah, it's propagate. gaining strength. It's, it's starting to come back. It's like Sauron. And we're like, oh shit, that's what's going to take everybody out. Is like the the peanut allergy is going to like mutate <laughs> and then take us all out. What if the Lord of the Rings trilogy is really an allegory for peanut allergies? Uh, the Lord of the Lord of the Rings trilogy is an allegory for so many things. Right, right. But let's why say, not peanut allergies? <laughs> why not? Yeah. See, the longer you let it settle, you get into a safe zone. So, are you saying that the mm-hmm. One Ring is the peanut allergy? Like it's the peanut, and that's right. Frodo knows he's got the allergy. Yeah. But he just can't help himself from eating the peanut mm-hmm, because they're so delicious, mm-hmm. and that's and, his. And Gollum wants it too. Yeah, that's right. And and and, and Sam, <laughs> Sam. Is strong enough to resist. Yes. Yeah. Maybe because he he has the or he he didn't grow up with peanuts. All right. No, that's I think I think it's a little stronger if we if we make it that. I just like the idea. He's big enough that he's grown up with peanuts. I like and the all I- kinds of snack foods. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that uh, Sauron at the end uh, takes the form of like Mr. Planters. <laughs> he shows up with the, the top hat and monocle. Dude, can the monocle be like the tower? It's like, the Eye of Sauron. Sauron. Is the monocle? There now. you go. <laughs> We've got it. That's our next porn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mixing metaphors. Uh, So, yes. So, small town, Texas, 
con what was it called new new cannon new cannon there you go uh plot focuses on the uh, th- this football team <laughs> plot led by <laughs> what is what little is there there's no the story there's no plot there really isn't there's this nothing is, there's this no is a, plot it's a it's a movie about nothing you're absolutely until right until the last 10 minutes it's a great example of a movie that is just there are just scenes connecting scenes and there's uh-huh. no uh, through line i there's, hate to use that this this movie uh johnny moxon is obviously the avatar of whoever wrote this movie it's his idealized version of himself. Oh, yes. What he wants to be. Because I know this I say he, and I know people are like, well, how do you know it's a he? It could be a woman that wrote this movie. No. No. This movie was written by a dude. If a woman wrote this movie, she is getting kicked out of- um, She's getting her card revoked. Th- like, so quickly. Away. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, it's horrible. Like this. Is, All the this women is in terrible. here are uh, just- they're here to hang on. They're uh-huh. here to to I prop wanna, up the men. Yeah, I want to come back to the Johnny Moxon thing that I was talking about. Every time first, you say Johnny Moxon, I think you're saying Johnny Knoxville. I just uh, had say, to say let's that. Say Johnny Knoxville. Okay. Um, I'll just throw that in there like subtly, <laughs> uh, and I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the horrible female characters in this movie. All right. Uh, Amy Smart. Yes, Julie, she's the girlfriend who like gets upset with Mox. For, because, for, because he su- had a great game success exactly like, yeah why is she not happy for him instead she gets like all she gets pissed and yeah. she starts treating him kind of horribly she's like i don't date football players and, and plays like emotional games with him like yes. these weird mind games where she makes him feel like he's victimized her somehow yeah and he like i went back i rewound it a few times to see like did he say something he mean does to everything her? right he, he, well except trying to fuck ali larder well, except for that but this part. is even before then yeah where she just kind of treats him like shit because the guy's enjoying a little bit of success. Yeah, you should he's be proud not, of he's him. He's not going to his head. He's not. He isn't going to the convenience store and going, yes. "Give me some beer." The no, scene dudes are just giving it to him. The scene when uh, the 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 news reporter shows up and they're uh-huh. doing a radio show and it does a live live uh, little broadcast post game, yeah. and he gives this uh, I don't know what I want to call it an eloquent speech, but <laughs> considering the the location. Um, He's very humble, and he says, you know, it took a team, and I was just there, and sometimes it just takes one man. That's the closest thing he said. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But she treats it as if, yeah, she totally, she was being dissed, or he was letting it go to his head. Like he was Kanye. Yeah, thank you. That's a great example. And Uh I was like, I had to rewind it, because I was like, did I miss something? Did he say something asshole-ish? But no. No, he didn't. Enjoying a little bit of limelight. She just got pissed. How about being proud for your man? That screams of a dude who's like... Yeah, and then like she kind of got my case, and like right. like he just does not understand the psyche, the, not just the female psyche, but just a a, a sympathetic or uh, empathetic mm-hmm. human psyche. He Look doesn't understand, and and couldn't uh, fine tune or eloquently craft some kind of personal conflict between the two. So it was just all right. Well, she's just a bitch. She's right. just acting like a bitch. These broads. That's right. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's what I hated the way that they represented the yeah. Julie character. And those are the two main female characters, mm-hmm. not to mention the hangers on. <laughs> There's that one scene with Scott Kahn. Scott Kahn's one of the other football players. Uh, I guess you would call him the Tweet- comic relief. Tweeter. Tweeter. Uh, short guy, but he can run real fast. He's the Rudy, I guess, of this movie. Um <laughs> And, uh, if Rudy were naked and <laughs> fucked like three chicks in a police That's car. That's what it was. He's, yeah, he fucking steals a police car. Yeah. Uh, and then picks up three chicks and shows up. They're all naked. And they're just like, come on, come on. Not Billy Bob. What's what's James Vanderbeek's <laughs> character's name? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny That's Knoxville. Right. I'm horrible with names, Jeff. Sorry. And uh, yeah, nobody in here has a has a real personality. They're mm-hmm. just tertiary characters to yeah. the, the male antics. Did Well, did it seem like this? Uh, I know when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I try really hard to take care of is to make sure that each character kind of has an individual voice. Mm. That it doesn't sound like the same person 
talking to Tough. himself. Tough. It is. It, it's a hard thing to do, but it, it's not too terribly hard. You know, you start with, you know, your characters and your characterization, and you need to understand and know who it is, who these people are, and you need to make sure your characters serve a purpose. You don't want to have characters who don't serve any kind of a purpose to the script, that they're just there for your main character to talk to. And that's the problem with this. The way this this script is written is that it's a bunch of characters who are created just for Mox to interact with. And then it turns into this weird, like, it's this weird messiah thing that ends up happening with Mox throughout the course of the story, is that... Like, suddenly it becomes Mox is going to stand up for racial, you know, equality. Mox is going to stand up because his buddy's being teased for being fat. Mm -hmm. Mox is going to stand up for his... It's all these different causes. Like, Mox is now going to take up this cause. Mox is now going to take up this cause. He's... Uh, it, after after the whole Ali Larder thing, Mox t- suddenly turns into this, like, I am this shining beacon of morality, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure... Don't worry, Brown. I'm going to make sure you get your passes. Right. I'm going to get you in the end zone. Oh, how nice. Don't worry, uh, Billy Ray, uh, Billy Bob. I'm going to make sure that you don't get, you know, your, your concussion. Yeah. Go get a CAT scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry, Lance. I'm going to I'm gonna take care of this team, and I'm not going to let them forget that you, you yeah, are the one. You're the that, martyr. You're the one that got us here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and fuck you, Coach. I'm suddenly going to stand up to you because don't you put that needle in my friend. Yeah. I for, know. For fuck's Goody sake. Goody two-shoes. Find a plot. Find one plot line. And and then build off of that and make that stronger. Make that the strongest thing you have going on. Instead, you have this mishmash of just, and then we could throw this in there. And I remember this happened in high school, so let's throw that in there as well. And it, it, unfortunately, this came at the tail end of the 90s, and it's prime time. Uh, Tarantino. Everybody's getting their their Tarantino influence. So yeah. now it's like, ooh, it's kind of this this movie about high school football, but it's kind of like just life. There really isn't anything going on. It's just how these kids live their lives. And then we're gonna throw some like huge central conflict in, but it's gonna be in the last ten minutes where they really try <laughs> to make a point, make a stand. But it's not gonna mean anything because it's not something that's been like sp- pushing up against them the entire film. Yes. Also, the uh, we haven't really talked much about the adult characters in the film. By the way, great insight in what everything you just said. <laughs> Thanks. That seems I've, I've that so dismissive. Good job. No, 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 no. No, I didn't mean it to be. I wanted to point out. By the way, good you, good job stringing words together. No, I, you I always that. you always have great insights and make me think about films. Uh, the ones we watched, even even though I just saw this a scant thirty six hours ago, uh, in a new way. So so good on you. Um, <laughs> But I want to hear what you have to say about some of the, the adult <laughs> characters because the adults are treated like children in uh-huh. this film. Oh, yeah. They're also like laughably Nobody selfish. Nobody has a job. No one. None of these. None of these That's adults true. have jobs. They're always home when the kids come home. Or the, the fathers are just hanging out watching football practice, just playing ball, throwing the little ball in the backyard with the kids, uh-huh. and uh, threatening them <laughs> with the bodily harm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. There's the one. Uh, oh, I guess it's Paul Walker's dad who was in Ready to Rumble with Scott Kahn. Oh, is that that same guy? He was David Arquette's father. No way. Yes. Oh, the cops. Yes way, Ted. <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was going with him. <laughs> the, the father. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so, like, Paul Walker takes this career-ending uh, uh, hit in the middle of the game. What is he? he tears something? Breaks a leg? Yeah, it's something that happened to do with his leg. I don't yeah, know. I didn't care. I was bored. They didn't really touch on it. Ex- except we're supposed to believe that. <laughs> I was like, wait, Allie Larder's taking off her clothes for some reason <laughs> and putting whipped cream Just on Just go with herself. it. Just That's go with it. So weird. But yeah, so it, Paul Walker's now, he was supposed to go off to college and his career's over and he's laying in a hospital bed and the father's just like, 
Lord, Lord, don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, when he got injured on. at the game. Be a little more subtle. They about they it. do this weird like this zoom on him in yeah. the crowd. Like the camera swings in mm-hmm. and zooms on him and he's like, Don't do this to me, God. And it's like okay, okay, you can you can show that maybe that's what he's thinking, but to have mm-hmm. them flat out say it. Uh-huh. And the same thing with uh, uh um James Vanderbeek's father, mm-hmm. who just wants him to follow in his footsteps. Yeah. Oh, and they do this uh, they're I don't Tonally, the movie is kind of all over the place, but also like cinematically. Like sometimes it wants to be Friday Night Lights, yeah, and then other times it wants to be Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Like they're using that crazy fisheye cam. Oh my god, the crazy! What was up with you'll the poke your eye out? That's what it felt like, like. Yeah, that and like the weird Dutch angle of like the churches and the banners and stuff. Uh, I know. It was like, well, who fucking shot? Is this? I feel like Batman? the movie had it's the, the old <laughs> Batman TV show. <laughs> I feel like the movie had like five different directors uh-huh. or DPs. Yeah, it was way over the. Uh, all over the place. It's like every angle had a little boy who was trying to put his finger in a dike because it was Dutch. Get it? <laughs> I, Get do, it? I do now. You were stuck on dike. I was. I yeah. thought you were, I was like, where are you going here? We're going <laughs> to anger the LGBTQ community. <laughs> whatever we're wrong to. Wow. I don't B- think... The BLT community. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's so many letters. I belong to the BLT community. I love <laughs> that. that. Sounds delicious. <laughs> um, so yeah, stealing a nice cop- BLT. <laughs> <laughs> So we learned that uh, stealing cop cars is fun. Breaking the law is and fun. And okay, you don't pay. You, there are no consequences Absolutely for the actions not. of any of these no. kids. Not not if you're on the football team. And the coach apparently uh, scares the shit out of the town sheriff, and can like just get what? When, How old is when, he? Right, I don't know. To have coached these middle like these these fathers are like in their fifties. Yeah, John Voigt still he looks like they're contemporary. Uh-huh. And yet there's a statue that's been er- erected <laughs> uh, outside of the uh, the field. By the way, creepy looking John Voigt statue. Yeah. I hope that thing's been smelted. Yeah, just like Joe Paterno. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, a little too close to him. <laughs> is it? Well, I don't Did know you? that he was quite <laughs> doing that, but uh, I'm just saying. A, a, were you, a were you a influence. fan of Joe Paterno? No. Uh, actually, all right, who's the one who did the... Joe Paterno's boss, and then Paterno was the one that just kind of kept quiet about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't stand up for any of that. Wow. No. Uh, your resolve <laughs> is is in, in every aspect tonight. It's is interesting. starting to kind of fall apart. The stands that I that I take. Yeah, I know. Listen, it's all for, for shits and giggles, kids. Yeah. Um, shit definitely describes this this mm. movie with very few giggles, but yeah, no central conflict here. Nope. It's just uh, wherever it wants to go. I get the feeling it was trying to be like a um, what's the seventies show, Dazed and Confused, uh-huh. uh, where it's like, oh, it's just a, a day in the life, or not even like a day in the life, but this is this was the lifestyle in high school of the football players. But still, you have to have. Some relationships that go beyond because you're right. Everything is kind of just wrapped up. Like I never felt like all right. So Billy Bob, uh, the 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 overweight guy, uh-huh. his whole story is about he gets a concussion. He gets a concussion. You can't play because you're gonna you're in danger of getting another concussion. Exactly. And then coach when, keeps sending when it's him in. Convenient for the script. It's I got a cat scan. I'm okay to play. I know how quickly was that. I'm not. I don't think that's how it works. And especially in today's climate where there are lawsuits and and people are considering. You know, people have kids. Well, you have a daughter, so I guess that was never really an option, why? right? Yeah, to play wh- football. Why? Why not? Why yeah, can't I mean, you play I guess, football? But I mean, no, uh, okay. why do you? All why right. do you insist that females okay. uh, females subscribe to like girls gender can't roles? throw? Everybody knows that she'll throw like yeah. a girl. Tell that to Ronda Rousey. I know, right? Just throw she a fucking punch right through football? your jaw. Yeah, um, <laughs> to play football. I could be into that. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Make me uncomfortable. Well, we started this movie talking about porn. So yeah, no, I got sex on the brain. Um, alley larder and whipped cream. 
<laughs> I'm hungry and what horny are we at the same I'm time. Just, I'm just going to hang out and just kind of wait and well, see I, what happens. I forgot here. where I was going with all of this. <laughs> you know me. I, I, Tangent City. Yeah. Uh, oh, Billy Bob. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's concussed, and they, they, yeah, they, they laugh it off. Mm-hmm. And no, it's a serious topic. That's what I love about. That's about what now. I love about not another teen movie that they like. <laughs> that they just kind of. Like, he's got a concussion. Can he play? Mm-hmm. He's. <laughs> I can't remember. Like it's, it was one of the other characters. Oh yeah, that's why he's like he's in a coma. Can he play? <laughs> <laughs> he's not even conscious. <laughs> Uh, the the dude they get to play the coach in not another teen movie is just absolutely wonderful. You've got Chris oh, Evans who plays the James Vanderbeek character, and like at one point he's like arguing with the coach, and the coach just picks him up and like Bane style <laughs> gives him a, bra- a backbreaker <laughs> over his leg. It's so amazing oh. uh, that, and they do spoof the uh, the ice cream sundae scene. Where Chris Evans does the whipped cream bikini. He's got like the cherries on the uh, and and then like he gets rejected, and you see him walk back out, and he's got a banana in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he made a banana. He's like, I made a banana split. Ew. And you oh. think that he's referring to his his junk. What will Chris Evans not do for his art? I don't know, but whatever. Whenever he does anything, it's brilliant. Right? Yeah, I agree. He's so good. We should be talking more about that. Movie. I know. Uh, you were talking about like shit and vomit earlier. Things that um, I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is like one of my worst nightmares because I think I've mine talk- too. I talked to you before, <laughs> but specifically me for for one thing. Uh, I've mentioned to you I, I get disgusted at the sight of like men's stomachs, bare midriffs. There's so many. Of not them. appealing. So many of them. You That's must all not have, it like is. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Then no, I kind of had some like some issues with Alex Winter <laughs> there. Alex Winter's midriff so the entire much. That thing time. just like was cut way up. Like you could see his nipples almost from underneath yeah. that thing. Uh, a lot of that going on here, and uh, yeah, <laughs> disturbing. Not 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 good for me. Uh-huh. I, uh, I I I had to put my hand above my or below my eyes just out of range. Um, That's my own personal thing. Obviously, I understand. But uh, it wasn't wasn't good times for Joel Burns and watching this film. So this movie seemed to be a whole lot of like wheel spinning mm-hmm. until we get like to the episode. final. The final. F- <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't feel like I'm just spinning my wheels here. Mm. I think I'm making talking about me salient points. Well, you are about, insightful uh, about this movie and how useless it is <laughs> in the legacy of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie itself seems to just kind of spin its wheels until you get to that final football game. It's like that's the only thing that they had. Mm-hmm. And they had to kind of build a film around it. They had to build a script around it, and they did a horrible job at that. Yeah. You've got players that turn on a coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the trainer, like there's a trainer and a medic who's like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever this coach says, even if it's not legal, even if it's not uh, uh, ethically, you know, or morally or ethically correct for me to do. Yeah. he just kind of fucking disappears. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't get any of the uh, the punishment. I don't think you're allowed to go play a football game without your coach. This is the other thing too. Like, first of all, I don't believe that that would happen. So in the in, in the climax here, yeah, James Vanderbeek has a has a, uh, confronts uh-huh. John Voight, the coach, yeah, because of the way he's been treating everybody and then horribly, everybody, and their health, and then it turns into the Aaron Sorkin moment. Exactly, from every Aaron Sorkin yes. show. Yeah, yeah. let uh, oh. I was going to try to quote West Wing, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Let Bartlett be Bartlett. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah, um, yeah, and everybody gets behind James Vanderbeek, mm-hmm. and I don't think in reality that's how it plays out. I, I don't think, think people yeah. take a hard look. Like they just want to play the football game. Uh-huh. They don't want to get in trouble. They just want to go home and live their happy lives. They're not here to stand up for uh, the concussed rights. Yeah, and when you lose your star quarterback, and you're not really a big fan of the kid that takes over, yeah, you start developing a different quarterback as well. Like you start. 
working another kid. Yeah, where's the second be, string? Yeah, yeah, the third string. Who? Yeah, who becomes the second string? Where is he? Mm-hmm. Where is your? Where's your your coaching staff? Why? Why yeah. is? Why aren't there any assistant coaches? There's no coaches? defensive coach. There's, yeah, exactly. There's no defensive coordinator. There's no uh, assistant coaches. It's just John Voigt. Yeah, he's a one man band. Um, if this is a a, a a small Texas town and football is their god, they're going to have a fully staffed. Yeah. Like it's a, a well-oiled a, machine, a fully staffed organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so that that kind of bothered me. Uh, I, I get where they wanted to go with it, but I thought that it was really weak. You know, again, this was this weird Willy Wonka vision of what <laughs> high school football is, yeah. where adults just don't exist, and the adults that we do see are like in that the Twilight Zone movie they're, where suddenly they become children again. That's and, what it is. They're yeah. dumber than the students are. Uh-huh. Uh, just evil motivations. We never really understand why John Voight is, is willing to risk the health of his students. Like, this could ultimately come back to you. Uh-huh. You know? Well, we and has in reality. One of the other significant adults and a female character we haven't even touched on yet is their teacher. Yeah. That they, that they find, they discover at the strip club. Look at this. We got, Jeff's seen this Jeff's movie. Like, yeah. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you're all into it. <laughs> but but Obvi. We, she, like she, the moment she's found out at the strip club, yes, we smash cut to her just drinking with the students having and having a, good, a time. good old time. Sure, that's not happening. No, first of all, I know this is Texas, but it's 1999. It's not 1899. Like as long as I've been a high school student in Texas, like the drinking age was always 21. 21. These kids are in fucking high school. Yeah. They're going out to strip clubs. They're all drinking beers. And everybody's hooking them up with a drink. What? Yeah. The fucking guy at the convenience store is like, here you go. Okay. And that, Vanderbeek's like, cool. That, no, your money's no good here. Yes. No. That part I will that forgive. Shit, no, you cannot forgive that because that is a fucking... Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but but somebody looking the other way and saying, well, I carded him. He could have had a fake ID is a little different than... That's an ATF. That's a federal violation. All right, but what, what is doing. owning a strip club and allowing like five teenagers Ag- again? Yeah, teenagers that is that is a risking losing your fucking liquor license and lo- losing your license to own that club. That's I mean that's that's again a whole other category. Mm-hmm. But like this dude at a gas station, uh, uh, you have to think that even though this is a small Texas town, you still have to have some kind of surveillance in this store, and you've got yourself on camera. Giving a kid fucking beer, yeah, and then the kids he goes outside and just drinks on the fucking curb. <laughs> I know. There's no laws in Texas. We all know that. Not not in it's uh, New Canaan. But fuck yeah, in Texas. Um, Beeville <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Maybe that's why I have a little bit of an affinity for this film because uh, this is basically the town I grew up in. Well, then let me ask you this: Oh, Varsity Blues mm-hmm. or Friday Night Lights? Oh, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're two. Completely different movies, obviously. Well, Friday Night Lights a little but grittier. If you're, if you're going to make a movie about high school football mm-hmm. and like the drama and and the reality of what could happen, mm. Friday Night Lights, yeah, it, like far surpa- surpasses what's going on here because that was a because f- there's substance yes. in what's going on in Friday Night Lights. And I know what you're going to say that it's based on real a real story, but it, it's also just the narrative, the way that it's created, the way that they they form the characters and make you no. care about what's going on in the lives of these people and how they're balancing that with their Friday night tradition. It was a fo- football movie made for adults, I and mean, this one is clearly made for kids. You're right. If you want to make a football movie for kids, 
make necessary roughness. Yeah. Like, that is a football movie for kids. I almost chose got, that movie. You've got a guy named Sam Rye who fucking ninja kicks people in, in, in the defense. Yeah. Like, okay, that's for kids. You've totally gone Looney Tunes with a movie like that. Oh, I yeah? Girl that. playing football in that movie. Uh-huh. You uh, saying Kathy, that's Looney Tunes? Kathy Ireland. Are you saying that's so crazy that it could not exist? No, in real I'm life? not saying that that's not crazy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying that's fine. Mm-hmm. But everything else that's going on in that movie yeah. is, you know, and also shot right here. Right in, in, in Denton, Texas. Denton, Texas. Mean Green. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, really quickly. So about halfway through the movie, so Paul Walker's, he's out now. I mean, he's got he, broken, he, he, whatever. He really is. He's out right now. James oh, James Vanderbeek has been elevated now to uh, starting quarterback, uh, and he's taken over the team. But he's, he's he's ruffling some feathers. High school senior James Vanderbeek. 34-year-old James <laughs> Vanderbeek. I, I know, right? Um, Dude's got like this receding hairline. A little bit. He had that when he was gray. in Dawson's Creek, though, too. Yeah. So. I don't, don't want to wait. He's got a baby face, though. I I, I thought most does of he? these kids were does passable really? as high school kids. Yeah. Oh my god! Like they all look like thirty year olds in high school. Amy Smart. Amy yeah. Smart has the Amy, perpetual like teenage. Really? Because I feel body. like Amy Smart always looks like like she her name should be Tammy, and she should have like long ugly fingernails and a cigarette <laughs> hanging out. Of, <laughs> yeah. Like she, Amy Smart does not do it for me. Never has. Never will. Uh, I wonder. We, you got to see the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> Said to me more. Um, not anymore. She, but Amy Smart's in that, and uh, it's not. It's, uh, she's she's okay in that. She yeah. she gets to play around with her character a little bit. Has a little more range than just the the uh, jilted girlfriend. Okay. Um. So the but but the football. So, so he's he's taken over and he's kind of getting in John Voight's grill and he's he's not obeying he's he's calling plays like on the field instead of following the rules and whatever. That's right. Um, John Voight doesn't like that very much. Uh, so during practice one day they're going to try something called the oop de oop, right? Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Uh, and they make a big deal about it and uh, he he doesn't get to play it. And like, no, on, on my field you play by my rules and you you know who do you think you are, son? Uh huh. Um, and then at the at the end, smash cut to I'm the purple headed yogurt slinger. You. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that one of the things he That's says? That is exactly what he says. Right. I would have not known that any other way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here here we go in the climax, and he's like, "Oh, finally, yeah. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do the oop to you. <laughs> Damn you, climax. Gonna do the oop to you." Uh, I'm still kind of unclear as to what, what the, the fuck is. the oop tube was. Yeah. They didn't really show it after they said they were going to play it, and then it was just like oop out the window. Oh well, I guess it worked then. Mm-hmm. But how does this fucking high school kid know more about football than the guy who's made a career and built? A, you know, this town has been built around high school football because he's out of touch now. That's right. It's all about it's all about winning. He, it's all about winning. He it's his legacy, and it's all about winning. And we see that at the end when he's packing up his desk. As the football game is still being played out, Aww. did you did you feel bad for no. John Voight? No, I, I didn't feel did. bad for anybody in this movie, but I didn't feel bad for John Voight, even though they tried to make you feel a bad little bit. For him. It's like, yeah, why are they, we? Like, the, the music starts kind of rushing, right? and he looks at the trophy and he sees like Coach of the Year. 19, I know, and you're like, oh, he's totally doing the whole like, I remember now why I did this. Right, it's all coming when back. it when it was I just, lost it. It was just a game. I lost it. It was a game that I enjoyed, and now. It got out of hand. But this isn't that type of movie. It got away from me. That, just like my daughter. <laughs> they haven't. And the Constitution made of the United <laughs> It's a living, breathing the, document. The Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I don't know why we're whispering. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin Cage. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck his name is in those movies. 
Benjamin Frank. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage's oh, character. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, Thomas shit. Jefferson or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> those movies were so bad. No, National Treasure. Yeah, those were horrible. That first movie. That first movie is a National uh, Treasure. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. That's a good movie, man. That's fun. A little gonna, heist movie. I'm gonna steal it. You learn a little something about American history. America. I bet you didn't know. I bet you didn't know there was a secret treasure map on the back of the. <laughs> I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's fact. Look it yeah, up. And, and then there's, there's somebody should have paid attention. There's like high a, school. a Goonies style cave with one-eyed Willie right. in, in Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been funny if Sloth were in there. <laughs> they get inside. Yeah. <laughs> he was. His Sloth name was is... Nicholas Cage. Oh, uh, <laughs> like a little yeah. Poor guy. Uh, so yeah, it felt weird that they were trying to make you feel something for this coach when yeah. uh, we have no reason to uh, feel sympathetic for him. Uh-huh. He uh, just wants to win. This this movie has a special distinction of being the first of two movies where Paul Walker fucks somebody on a washing machine. Oh, what's the other one? Uh, it's called Running Scared. <laughs> oh, really? With uh, Vera Farmiga. Is that who he fucks on the That's washing machine? That's who he fucks machine? on the washing machine. Oh. Dude, have you not seen Running Scared? He likes older women. Mm-mm. It's really good. It's really good. It's uh, Paul Walker plays this undercover cop who's in with, like, the Russian mob or whatever. Of course. Uh, he, yeah, he's gone underground. He's in with the Russian mob. And then he's been keeping, like, evidence and stuff in the basement. Uh, and w- one day, I guess, one of his kid's friends, yeah. like, finds some of the evidence or finds a gun or whatever that he's holding his evidence and, like, takes off with it. And so, meanwhile, his the boss the of the mob or whatever is like... Chaz Palminteri. Hey, Chaz Palminteri. He's like, hey, you got the gun? Do you have that the gun? We need to get rid of the gun. And... Paul Walker goes to look for it and he can't fucking find it. Oh. And so now his cover's uh, almost, it's at risk of being blown uh, if he doesn't find this weapon. So he, it's like this one night, this whole thing takes place in one night. Hmm. And so he's got to find this kid. But this kid, like the story of the kid, it's like he's kind of going through, it, it's almost like a, a version of like Alice in Wonderland uh, huh. where where he's he's kind of going through the rabbit hole, but he's, he's, in, God, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how else to put this without ruining it. But it's a really, really good movie. That, and Vera Farmiga plays a fantastic fucking role. I always like her. Uh, it's, it's very under, underappreciated. All right, it's, it's a really good movie. I'll look it up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So Paul Walker, that was the connection. Paul Walker <laughs> fucks on a washing machine in that movie. Yeah, that's uh, true. What, what the hell was my other note? I wanted to touch <laughs> on before. I, uh, I want to see this other movie now. Yeah, no, you do. It's got the kid from uh, Jurassic, or the first Jurassic Park, who uh, Sam Neill teaches him about the Velociraptors. That's the oh, kid. That, that's the kid. That's the fat kid. Wow, no, he's not fat, but he wasn't. Fat. <laughs> Sorry, um, he's no Billy Bob. The uh, oh, <laughs> so, so it's when John Voight, like the, after that that football game, after the first football game, and John Voight, like t- there's two things that happen. Mm-hmm. One is after the game, and they're going back to the locker room, whatever, and John Voight takes the the playbook out of James Vanderbeek's hand. Opens it up and sees like Kurt Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut and like just throws it. He's like, "Fuck reading, <laughs> fuck that." Uh, which is it's the kind Please. of thing that you have a character do uh-huh. when you want to illustrate this is the antagonist of your movie. It's the opposite of saving the cat. Last week you talked yeah, about we were saving talking about the cat, saving the cat. Which I'd never this heard was, the words. This was throwing the cat in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the cat in the river. So when it's you a little verbose, but when, we'll work on when it. When you really want to illustrate and let the audience know this is the bad guy, this is the character we don't want to root for. Have him do something fucking completely yeah. like he's like Gaston horrible. from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Even Gaston has more subtlety than John Voight in this movie. <laughs> that kind of is true. Uh, John Voight's character is more of a cartoon than Gaston is. Okay, so also when uh, when Billy Ray, 
Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. Billy Ray Thornton. I'm going to call him fucking Billy Ray the entire time. <laughs> when Billy Bob uh, gets injured in that first game. Yeah. Has his Why 18th is, co- concussion. And, and like the, the, the coaching staff, the training staff runs over to him because there wasn't a coaching staff. When the medic comes over to him yeah. and gives him like the smelling salts, why is James Vanderbeek out on the field? Yeah, he's, he's not, not even, even playing, playing at that part. Yeah. Well, because he's, he's friends. He's tight with Billy no, Bob. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like, there's there are rules. Like, leave, give him room yeah. to breathe. You, asshole that's riding the bench right now, <laughs> should not be on the field. There's no reason for you to be on the field. Implied that the benches were cleared. Instead of instead of James Vanderbeek, why isn't Coach John Voigt out on the field going, hey, Billy Bob, you all right? What's going on? Instead of hanging out on the sideline. Again, authenticity. Mm-hmm, I agree. I, <laughs> yeah, really authentic. And then they hold up. How many fingers do you see? Is that what it was? How many fingers yeah, it was do you how see? How many fingers do you see? Three? Three. Uh, now you got to ask him a true false question. Yeah. That fucking accent. It felt so. It was forced. It was. It, it was. It was dialogue that whoever wrote it thought it was really clever. They're like, "Oh, this is clever. This is cute. I'm throwing stuff in there. It's yeah. all filler. This entire movie's filler." I feel like a lot of the stuff that whoever wrote this movie, like, the, as you mentioned before, I they, feel like wrote. He's giving friends. them far too much credit. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, scribbled, yeah. shat out on a napkin. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, these were all people that he knew, and maybe some some things that had happened that are uh, that are getting. Yeah. Uh, exaggerated upon, yeah. expounded. Yeah, is obviously somebody who loved football when it was pure, Ex- and especially <laughs> in 1999. <laughs> I love football, when especially it's pure. it even has the Stand by Me ending. God, Remember yes, where the yeah. voiceover comes I, in? And I never played football again. Billy Bob Billy died Bob. of cardiac <laughs> arrest on his 23rd birthday. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if Morgan Freeman's voice just <laughs> came in just and there. Awesome. Excuse me, I'll take the rest of it. I'll take it from here. <laughs> Ali Tweet, Tweeter got arrested and died while getting cornholed in a jail oh, cell. Oh <laughs> Ali Lada started working at a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Uh, I want this movie to happen now. Awesome. Yeah, no, it totally had the Stand By Me ending. I wish they would have had like everyone disappear. Right. As he was telling the mm-hmm. story, they just disappear on the screen. Or just randomly have Will Wheaton show up, <laughs> walk off the field on the 50-yard line. <laughs> when the night <laughs> has come. I wish this movie would disappear like uh, from my memory because I did not enjoy this. I didn't enjoy it. I And I know we've had situations like this before where I'm like, Joel, I did not enjoy this movie. It, this movie wasn't like offensively bad. No, it wasn't. Um, That's why I give it a pass. I think because it's see, it's it's kind of harmless. <laughs> I'm not going to like no the movie. I'll give it a pass. It's because, not doing any harm because it wasn't. It, it didn't do harm, dude. I mean, right? Fucking thumb, it, Thumbelina doesn't do any harm, but it's still like a, a but, really horrible yes. Disney ripoff. But dumb kids enjoy it. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, Thumbelina is not bad. Come to think of it, that was a Don know, Bluth. I don't film. know if I've seen that one. Yeah, Don Bluth. He was doing yeah. some good stuff then. Or was I thinking about Anastasia? Meg Ryan. Oh wait, no, that's Meg Ryan yeah. doing Anastasia. Also a Don Bluth film. Was that Don Christopher Bluth? Lloyd? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Christopher uh, Lloyd. I generally like Don Bluth. Have you heard? There's a I rumor lo- in St. Petersburg. I love Michael Bluth too. Oh, <laughs> there's always money in I the like Bust, stand. I like Buster Bluth. <laughs> that sounds like a rapper. Buster Bluth. Mm-hmm. Buster. Uh, what dun, else do you dun, have about this movie? Dun, do you have anything? Dun, 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 dun. When the night uh, has come. Bear midriffs. Tits. Lots of tits in this movie. It's always nice. Refreshing to see tits in a rated R movie. Uh-huh. Um, no, you're right. There's The, the script is, is really... Loosely, just kind of tied together. It's all the all the lines that they say are kind of cliches. Uh-huh. There's literally that that scene where um, James Vanderbeek says to Billy Bob, "He's like, we got one more game, and we need you. I need you. I need you. <laughs> I don't know that anybody who talks that way." Yeah. And he's like, 
Coach always says to play like we're ne- like we're never going to play again. For- what does he say? Yeah, it's something like play that. Play now for 40 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. 40 years later. The or next like 48 that. seconds for the next 48 years. Yeah. It, I want you to play the next 24 seconds mm-hmm. for the next 24 seconds. Yeah. That's what? profound. What? <laughs> what? Thanks. What are you talking about? Rousing speech. It's, it's, Dawson. It's, it's up there with uh, with Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. That's a different president. I know. Party I'm just on, going dudes. on a famous. I can't think of any Roosevelt speeches. Yeah. <laughs> the, a day that will live in infamy. He probably never gave any. <laughs> Otherwise, Just, otherwise he, I would have heard of he them, gave right? as many he gave as many speeches as he as he uh, participated in relay races oh you know what, what? all right do, do you have any it's other funny because it's got, true you got notes you no notes? no I really don't um okay. it's 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 a, it's an innocuous football film yeah that maybe take you back you could get a couple of chuckles out of it yeah if you can get past the uh, the horrible stereotypes but I, I wish it was uh non-ocular oh whoa uh, okay so not a word. what what did <laughs> not, not, not a word not a word <laughs> O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> what uh, what did Varsity Blues do right? That's a tough one. <laughs> it sure I'm is. I'm not really prepared to tell you what it did right because I'm not quite sure myself. Even though was, here I am. It was harmless. I enjoyed it. <laughs> that's, what it that's, right. that's kind of what it is. It was harmless. It didn't. Even though it used a horrible term for homosexuals. I don't think. Yeah, but not dangerous. And again, I think they, they used it in a loving way, Joe. It was, it was in a kind. I don't know. I think if you look at the subcontext of the we, way he I, said it. I think we can pull the audience and be like, is there a loving way to uh, say this? No, not really. Maybe not. Maybe not in 2015, but in 1999. Uh, no, you're right. I can't defend that either. But yes, that is, that is the best thing it did. It's yeah. it's harmless. Okay. It's a uh, it'll it'll take you back to those days. <laughs> I wanna go back, <laughs> go back. Uh, okay. What about you? What Varsity Blues did right? I thought there were moments where it looked pretty. It was it was yeah. It, the, the 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 some of the photography was pretty nice. See, but you were, like again, when they shot the football, some of the football stuff. They're doing some super slow-mo stuff that's yeah. kind of impressive looking. Uh-huh. Dudes diving through the air and hitting each other in the head. Yeah. it's uh, If you didn't know the damage that was actually going under the actors underneath <laughs> there, it would be somewhat enjoyable. It was, uh, I guess that there were some moments where it was kind of pretty to look at. Yeah, but you brought up Friday Night Lights earlier. That's, that's a beautifully a pretty shot film. film. Yes, so, it is. Uh, there's nothing in this movie that compares to that. Dude. Except maybe Ali Larder. Even but. even not another teen movie is shot better, <laughs> oh, especially God, in really? the, the football sequences. <laughs> it, they're shot better than what's what's uh, going on here. I did notice that. There's a couple of scenes where they're, they're using a jib, like a really tall jib, and they're trying yeah. to get these high-angled shots down looking at the football field. Uh-huh. And it's just, you can tell it's windy. It's windy the out. wind is just yeah. fucking shaking that cherry picker uh-huh. back and forth like, Oh man! Nowadays, they, we would have just strapped a GoPro to a drone and flown it over. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So technology has come just, a long yeah, way. And then the Dave Grohl kicks in. You know what? That's the best thing in this movie. <laughs> was, did. Was the Dave, soundtrack, the thing man. that Dave Grohl <laughs> he just we got some Foo he, Fighters he, in here. He regrets more than anything in the world. Has like he Dave, said that, Dave? No, but I'm you're, sure. You're, like I sit there watching the movie, I'm like, I feel like Dave Grohl. If we, if he was dead right now. I, like Bite your every, every time that this happens, Dave Grohl dies and then rolls over in his grave, <laughs> but then comes back. It's the opposite of like clapping your hands for Tinkerbell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> every time. Every time you want to kill Dave Grohl, play, play Varsity Hero. Blues. <laughs> Varsity Blues. That's because that song is so great. And Dave, I mean, Dave Grohl's wonderful. Oh yes, I love Foo Fighters, mm. and I feel like it's a crime. Like I feel like we need to George Lucas that song out of this there movie. There goes my hero. And they need to throw another Collective Soul song in there or something. <laughs> I won't cry for yesterday. That's Duran Duran, <laughs> I know. But yeah. pretty simple. A little ordinary world. Ordinary I like Duran Duran. Ordinary world. Uh, what did this movie do wrong? Hit or miss. 
yeah, everything else. <laughs> no, um, the 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 stereotypes, the characters. I I like. I like you know, like we mentioned, Tweeter, the Scott Con character. He's uh-huh. kind of the funny guy, but he's 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 kind of a player, right? He's a little promiscuous. Yeah. yeah. You got Billy Bob. So all the all the archetypes are represented. Uh huh. But a little too close. Too to on the, the nose. Exactly. It's a little too on the nose. Nobody because has because everything depth. is surface. Exactly. Yeah. Everything is on the surface. Uh, everything is surface. Everything is shallow everything. when you're watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, what varsity varsity Bruce varsity Bruce varsity Bruce wow what varsity blues did wrong uh, was just I mean it fucking it starts with the writing <laughs> it started it started it with wrong. the writing yeah. the, the writing of this film is atrocious yeah the the script is horrible uh, every time it thinks that it's being clever or it's being fresh it almost winks at the audience yeah. And that completely diffuses anything. Like, if anything had a little bit of charm, that completely diffuses it. It takes that away. It, uh, it's a collection of, again, n- n- horrible, uh, unendearing people, characters. I can't even call them characters because we yeah. didn't really build them. Like I said earlier, it's like a whole bunch of just mannequins yeah. that James Vanderbeek, who's kind of a mannequin himself, mm-hmm. is like they're written just for him to interact with at that time because it's convenient for that moment. Remember the little brother character, James yeah. Vanderbeek's little brother? What the hell was going he's on He's just there? there to be like quirky, quirky and weird. Yeah. And every time you see him, he's got a new obsession. Uh-huh. Uh, for what purpose, for what? though? And that's that's what I'm talking about. You wow. know, you, we need to explore the, the things that they want to build in mm-hmm. this movie. You need to explore that. You need to build that. Maybe have more of a big deal building this movie around, uh, you know, Billy Bob and his his concussions. You know what I Build d- it more around that. Sorry. I just realized uh, there's a better movie that centers around football, high school football. It's the sport of kings. Has a little kid <laughs> Better a little than kid diamond it. rings. Has people doing bad accents. Football. But it's actually a better movie, The Blind Side. Did you ever see that with Sandy no. Bullock? You haven't seen The Blind Side? No, I've got. I've, I've you, seen some of it. You won't like it. And and the thing is, no, what I have seen some of it, mm-hmm. and here's my problem with The Blind Side. Mm-hmm. Just like what we've talked about with Rudy in the past, and we've talked about with other movies, the Sandra Bullock character is so like the shining beacon, yeah. the moral grandstander, yeah. the person who is never at fault. There's never anything. She never does anything wrong. Mm-hmm. She's always perfect, mm-hmm. infallible. I have a problem with that. I can't stand it. And the way she carries herself as that character yeah. annoys the shit she's out of me. She's a little where she's like, I'm always right. I'm always right. I know. And uh, it, she, it's like... It it's, gets a little It's obnoxious. Bugs Bunny. It's like Bugs Bunny. You never get over on Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And eventually it gets kind of... I don't know about you, but... It kind of annoyed me after a while that like no one you never got over on Bugs Bunny. I found Bugs Bunny to be fucking obnoxious. Oh, and I, oh, lo- I was a Daffy Duck. I was guy. gonna say I do enjoy Daffy Duck. I'm a Daffy he's Duck. He's fallible. Duck a muck, man. Always getting the his... best Ooh. Looney Tunes cartoon ever made. There was a Chuck Jones exhibit that went through the museum a few months ago. Oh, was that really last year? It was really. There was cool. a. Uh, there's a book um, called. Uh, uh, it's about Chuck Jones that just came out, hmm. and. Do you remember when he took over Tom and Jerry? Yeah, yes. And it got fucking weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they had like, eyelashes all of a sudden. Yeah, too, I feel like I feel like there's probably like two or three people listening to this podcast. My brother that will know know what we're talking about. And yeah. Like everybody else, like, 
where the fuck are you guys going right now? Not the traditional Tom and Jerry. I actually prefer the old ones, even though I love Chuck Jones. Uh I I love Chuck Jones. The Grinch. When he when he got a hold of Tom and Jerry, it just went fucking loopy. Yeah, he did a he he went off on his own there and did some some questionable material. So that's what Tom and Jerry did wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so yeah, no script. I think if I have to put a a fine point on it, it's the script is the problem with this movie. So if we were going to make Varsity Blues today, oh yeah, how would we do? that Joel uh well let's see I have seven people here that I have recast this is people's favorite part of the podcast by the way also mine I have to admit um I'm gonna start with uh Billy Bob the the much maligned Billy Bob he's the Uh overweight character um Man. Are you familiar with it? There's a comedian named Ralphie May. Yes. Familiar with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. He's got like a really high voice. He talks like this, but he's already got the accent. I could not watch this movie without thinking about Ralphie May in that part as Billy Bob. I know he's got to be like a 40 year old guy now, but uh, who cares? I want to see him as. That's not going to matter when we Billy get to Bob my casting. Movie. Too. Oh, no. I, I, I desperately want to ask you if you want to do no, back and forth. Don't say that. All right. No, because I have word. like 13 people. Oh, shit. All right. Well, then let me blow through mine. Uh, the Amy Smart character. She's the girlfriend. She's so stupid. She, uh, first, first, she just smart, has a because Amy Smart. Oh, I get it. She just has a bad attitude about everything. She's not very supportive of her James Vanderbeek. She doesn't give a damn about her bad reputation. <laughs> and I no, 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 no way. No. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't watch this movie and not think about. Kristen Stewart playing that uh-huh. role because that's basically who she is. Yeah. I have no emotions. Everything's annoying. Everything, life is horrible. Uh, so, yeah, she's a real downer. How about uh, the Lance Harbor character? Uh-huh. Paul Walker. Paul, played by Paul Walker. How about Zach Efron? We're talking about a football star. How about Zach Efron? Mm-hmm. He'd be great in that. Uh, Allie Larder. She's the, uh, well, of course, the, the, the whipped cream bikini girl that we talked about, the one who cheats on her boyfriend the, or attempts to. The day he has a uh, career-altering accident. Uh, I like Brie Larson. You know Brie Larson? You're familiar with Brie Larson, right? If I say that name? Yes. (laughs) I know you love her. This is why I'm saying that. (laughs) Will she sing a song? (laughs) Ooh, oh, that'd be great. She just... Oh, oh, she comes in with the whipped cream? Again. Uh, Playing a little metric? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, Let me jump to uh, the John Voight character. He's the coach. (laughs) I, I, I Googled this to coach see Kilmer. if this actor, yeah, it is, that is his name, isn't it? I wanted to see if this actor had played a coach before because I swear I've seen him in the in the hat yeah. on the sidelines yelling at kids. Craig T. Nelson? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yes. he played a coach. I don't know if he's ever played no, a coach. No, but I, I could not find a movie in which Chris Cooper starred as a football coach. Oh. He seems like he was made for it. Maniacal laugh. That's right, maniacal laugh. <laughs> uh, you know him from, uh, well, the Muppets movie yeah. and uh, American Beauty. How about Chris Cooper as the coach? Uh, the starring role, the James Vanderbeek character. I don't want your life. <laughs> How about, uh, I'm throwing you a bone here. How about Jared Padalecki? Hey! Because, uh, Supernatural! He's kind of a all-American. He's so fucking tall, though. He is very tall. He's so tall. If this were a basketball movie, maybe a better fit, but I, but I, I like him in this role. Yeah. As you can see him being tempted. By uh, the fruit of another. That's right. <laughs> Tempted <laughs> by the fruit of another. <laughs> What's been going on? And then I've I've saved one for last. Uh, he's he's a minor character, but in my heart he's major, <laughs> because uh, Scott Kahn playing Tweeter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mentioned this when we talked about the other wrestling movie. 
Oh God! That I would recast Scott Conn as Joe Cucinati. Oh my God! God damn it! What? I'm gonna do it again because what? because I cannot watch this movie without seeing you oh, yeah, like in yeah, your yeah. bare midriff in that fucking football uniform. <laughs> Maybe I've said too much. Maybe that's what I should do for Halloween. Oh my God! I should be tweeter. <laughs> hey Joel! <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's that's, that's my recast. Who's directing it? Oh, I don't have a director for this. You don't have a director for no, it? Couldn't think of it. Just, just nondescript football movie. Oh, okay. That's uh, what the title of it is. Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis is. It starts with a football. <laughs> and it floats down. Life is like a game of football. <laughs> Sometimes great. you just got to get a first down. That's nice. Uh, all right. So, yeah, like I said, I've got like 13 people go. recast. Jesus. Um, all right. So I'm going to start with Joel and some of the football scenes. Uh-huh. Uh, and by some, I mean all of them. <laughs> we cut to a couple of play-by-play guys. Oh, we yes. The play-by-play announcers. Actual announcers from uh, Plano, Texas yeah, here, turns yeah. out. Uh, what I've decided to do is recast them with a couple other local guys mm. that you can hear on the most valuable podcast <laughs> here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Nice. Danny and Matt uh, playing the uh, the guys calling the games. Look at that for cross-promotion. That's right. And I if you don't listen to the most valuable podcast, you totally should. MVP. Uh, where they talk about sports and sports entertainment, wrestling. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Miss Davis, the teacher that they find out is a stripper. Oh yeah. Uh, I felt like she had a little bit of a Tina Fey look to her. So, oh yes, she does. So I recast her with Tina Fey. Got it bad. Got it bad. Got, got it bad. bad. I'm half a teacher. I got my pencil. I know this. Give me something to write. Darcy. The Allie Larder character. Mm. Allie Larder was a cheerleader. Was that her name? Darcy? Darcy. Huh. Uh, Mr. Darcy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then in the, uh, she also played a, uh, a person with powers in a show called Heroes. Yes. That featured a girl who was a cheerleader. Yes. So I thought that I'd bring her into this, playing mm. a cheerleader. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, I love her. Playing Darcy. Um, Wendell Brown, who I noticed you didn't recast. Uh, Wendell, it's not for the reason that Wendell you think. Wendell Brown, uh, played by Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, yo, dog. <laughs> I need to get my passes. When are you going to throw me the ball? <laughs> Where he's just got that sneer. Yeah. I just, that, mm. that ice cube sneer I, I can't it. do. Uh, Damn. Ju- Julie Harbour, the uh, mm. the Amy Smart character, mm-hmm. played by Elizabeth Banks here. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. Coach Kilmer, uh-huh. the John Voigt character, played right. by Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that'd be interesting. So that way he won't forget what character he's playing. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Tweeter. The Scott Kahn character, mm-hmm. uh, played by Chris Evans, who we've mentioned before, was mm. not another teen movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Harbour, the uh, the face of the team, the mm. hero, all-American boy. Mm-hmm. You recast him last week, I believe, as the Lone Ranger. And uh, I'm going right. to go ahead and throw him in here. James Marsden. Marsden. <laughs> Dana Marsden. Mars- uh, all right, Billy Bob. Uh I don't know. I, I sometimes I watch the show Daredevil, and I'm like, "Wow, oh, this guy, this guy kind of looks uh, like Billy Bob." Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> um, you are going older in this. Mrs. Mox, the uh, the mother of uh, of Johnny Moxon, well, Johnny went, Knoxville, went deep. Uh, played by <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Oh God, <laughs> she kind of has that feel, yeah. doesn't she? Mox's dad, played by John C. Riley. Uh, yes. Oh, that'd be great. And the the person that I feel like, if anyone doesn't really fit in the 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 whole uh, the whole thing I got going on here. Playing the, the the role of Johnny Moxon, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, so you're just doing the cast of uh, 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 Not Another Teen Movie? No, no. no. Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't in Not Another Teen Movie. No, oh, who's the guy in that? It was Chris Evans. 
Oh shit! Oh yeah, that yeah. you already did him. Yeah. What are you doing then? What's the I'm theme? Not doing, there's no theme. There oh. really is no theme. I was trying desperately to find a I theme. I know, right? Just just people that I thought would uh, would work in those roles. Uh, and directing this, we talked about it earlier. A much uh, superior film, uh, Friday Night Lights. Peter Berg coming ah. back to direct my version, of course, of Varsity Blues after he finishes directing Battleship Two, and pissing people off uh, <laughs> politically. Oh yeah, what did he do? Yeah, he he's uh See, right. the he was he was <laughs> he 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 was put he was on the record as saying Uh-oh. some uh, untoward things about Caitlyn Jenner. Oh no. Yeah, and uh, when she won the uh the the ESPN oh, award yeah. or whatever, yep. he went public about like this is ridiculous and blah 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 blah. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Whether you agree or not, yeah, don't take just, to Twitter. Maybe just take t- Write it down on a little piece of like go. George Lucas when there he writes go. when he writes his Star Wars scripts. Get your pad and, he and writes quill. Them on a pad and a quill. Just write it and then like eat it. Chew it up and then keep that hate inside of you. <laughs> Just keep it hidden inside. Uh, all right. So if you've got any thoughts about Varsity Blues, uh, thoughts about what we've, what we've had to say, our recastings. If you had a way that you would recast the movie, uh, you can always talk back to us on Facebook. Oh, you know what? I oh. got somebody who said hello on uh hello. Well, on the uh, oh, on, oh, on the Periscope oh. app and what? I wanted to say uh hello back to uh Hi. to to a person named Double Perked. What up Double Perked? Double Perked who's watching us on uh, on the Periscope application. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and uh and also talk back to us on uh, on Facebook. Go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay find the woman with the bleeding eyes that's us that's where you can talk back to us as well as give us suggestions for movies that you would like to hear us talk about in the future we've also got our website right joel we sure do caught me uh, finishing up my my pumpkin latte there yeah www it's very important that you put those letters in before you put in editingbay.com actually you haven't had to do that for like 10 years the camera's slowly like oh no leaning down is it wilting we're getting some ass crack again both of our heads are cut off at this point oh well i'll just (laughs) editingbay.com you can go there and uh you find links to our social networks we have a link to our twitter handle there which is at the editing bay yeah also you can subscribe to itunes we have a little button there makes it easy for you uh and then we also have an archive with all of our past episodes we have a merchandise tab there where you can buy our t-shirt we'll be adding some more swag here hopefully for the end of the year Woo. Uh, and then you can see pictures from the live show that we did uh, about a year <laughs> a ago a year and a half yeah, ago exactly well they're still up there we're so still if you want to see we're what still we look wor- like we're working on getting another one going you want to look at uh, Joe's beautiful mug his Scott Con looking motherfucker that's uh, that's where you can see him at editingbay.com uh, alright so if you get us on your uh, well your your Apple device whether it be an iPad or an iPhone or an iPod uh, what we would appreciate is if you give us a little rating and review action. Just go to your podcasting app mm-hmm. uh, and then put Next Wave Radio in the search bar. Then that'll bring up all of our shows. Go ahead and tap on the editing bay, find uh, the review option, and then go there. Leave a, a review of us and uh, and what you like about the show, what you know, what you what you come back for each week. Um, and then leave us a five-star rating, too, because that would be fantastic. And when we try to do things like get sponsors or try to do a live show, uh, it's a lot easier to get people to come on board when we can just point to this thing and go, look, see, we have this many people that, that, yeah. like, that like our product, and uh, we would like to expose your product to them. Uh, and, uh, and then when you're done doing that, go ahead and leave a rating for <laughs> all of our next wave radio shows like we talked about earlier we've got most valuable podcast mvp Mm -hmm. with matthew and danny they also hit the periscope when they record nice on sundays uh so you can catch them doing their thing live as well hell yeah uh and we've got my comic life with sam and jeff and this week they're going to be talking about 
Fox is going forward with a Fantastic Four sequel. What? Are you kidding? What? And what? you can hear Jeff and I's thoughts about the Fantastic Four uh. movie on the Editing Bay podcast channel. Uh, just look for Afternoon Delight and Fantastic Four. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Are you looking forward to it? <laughs> <laughs> they, go listen to the episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, wow. listen to my comic life and then give them a, a rating because we'd but really appreciate that. On the plus side, they are also already moving forward with a Deadpool sequel. Oh, All nice. right, that's before good. it even comes out. That's Who are they going to get good. to direct? Who's going to want to direct a Fantastic Four sequel now at uh, this point? I don't know. I probably would. You would if they would offer me money would to direct really? the movie. Yeah, I sure would. Uh, to well, get you got that, a, you got a good cast to work with to get it under my belt. You can't do <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? Thanks. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go ahead and leave all of the Next Wave Radio shows uh, some love. And, uh, yeah, I think, man, I think I've wrapped that all up. Uh, so next week. Yeah, I'm curious. You know. You got something lined up for us, you're huh? curious. You've talked about your, your love of midriffs. No, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> and, sure I talked about the exact opposite. And uh, Unless and, we're talking about girls. And we've recently talked about a movie starring Alex Winter. And I thought oh. that we might we might explore another movie from the '80s that uh, that features young men, some of them showing off their midriffs, uh, <laughs> maybe a little homoerotic. Uh, but it's it's all about uh, a family that moves to a new town and are suddenly plagued by vampires. It's a little movie called The Lost Boys. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, nice. So we talk about The Lost Boys because it's been forever shit. since I've seen this. I movie. haven't seen this since it probably aired. Like on cable when yeah. it was back in the nineties, early nineties. No, it was the eighties. It was the late eighties oh when that God. movie came out. Wow! Uh, and it's been forever. And I've been thinking about this since we talked about Bill and Ted. And I'm like, man, yeah. Lost Boys. That's the kind of movie that we could go back to, and it might be a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think it might. Kiefer Sutherland, Jason uh, Patrick, Diane Weist, the, and the the uh, the Corys, <laughs> right? Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. The Corys. Yeah. That's R. right. Uh, I can never remember which one's dead. Corey Haim is dead. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, Feldman is still with us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so that's what we're going to be watching. I think it's on Netflix. Um, oh, come on, Joe. I didn't check ahead of time. I think it's on Netflix, You're going to make me pay for this movie? No, I'm not going to make you pay for it. All right. I would pay <laughs> I for don't this know. movie, You actually. might hate it, and then, in essence, you'll be paying for right. it. Well, you'll owe me $4 next week. So next week, we'll be talking about The Lost Boys. Nice. Uh, so check in with us then. Jeff, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Yes. Guys, all mine. whoever's watching us on Periscope, thank you Bye. so much for watching. Thanks thank for you. taking the time. And you, our lovely listeners, thank you for downloading and subscribing and being faithful to the cause. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.